Welcome back, everybody, to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. Here, as always, with Adam and Benny. Hello, boys. Hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening. So, I'm going to start out coming in hot this week, because I've got some hashtag with a capital K content for you, lads. Let's fucking go. Okay. Right. You're on, about, it's like three days ago, and I've been on tenterhooks ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sometimes that on the show... The idea is obviously that we talk about our lives with our children, but of course, sometimes your life with your child is just, yeah, they went to school this week and everything was fine. <laughs> so sometimes, like that's the premise of the show, but sometimes, you know, we have to talk about which women we find attractive who are not white or sex robots or football <clears throat> or wrestling or films or whatever. Anyway, absolutely. This this week, in keeping with the theme of the show, something happened with Georgia. So... She's had a wobbly tooth for absolutely ages. There's, there's definitely something wrong with my daughter's teeth that they never, ever, ever want to come out. So this tooth has taken, I swear to God, about eight months to come out. Oh, my God. And for the past really? month... That's like, that's like enough to grow a human. Yeah. Yes. It's it's absolutely insane. It's it, it, She's been able Georgia's to bend gums it. gums are like, pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's been able to bend her tooth completely down and back for the past sort of three weeks or a month and it's still not fallen out anyway came in on to her room on monday morning and she said oh something happened last night so i said what and she said look under my pillow so i look under a pillow and there's a tooth there so i said oh my god that's amazing it's finally come out oh my god it's been so long she said yeah yeah i know i know so i said when did it happen she said i don't know she said i woke up in the night and felt a funny pain in on my face and kind of felt at my face and then thought, oh, that's weird. My tooth feels funny because it wasn't there. So she said, I kind of oh. felt around in the bed in the dark, found it, put it under my pillow, and then went back to sleep. Of course, in putting it under her pillow in the middle of the night, the tooth fairy didn't turn up. I was going to say, now, that, that was going to be my first question. Yes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if your children are listening at this point, I would stop the show here <laughs> and maybe listen to it by yourself as you know now what's coming lads so I mentioned this to Sarah I think I can't remember what I said I said something like oh well I guess the tooth fairy must have been busy or something and Adam will appreciate this reference I did say after some of my sentences I da 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 like that <laughs> <laughs> just yes, to reference I appreciate that. yes just to reference the <laughs> scariest <laughs> character in all of television da 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 um, so yeah they went ahead you know off to go to school all fine she comes back at night I said oh you need to tell mummy what happened so Georgia showed Sarah her tooth Sarah said oh that's amazing that's great when did it happen so Georgia tells her the whole story Georgia then says weird though like the tooth fairy never turned up you know it's odd Like, so Sarah goes yeah that's really weird isn't it so then Georgia takes her this is over tea so Georgia takes her plate out to the kitchen and she's out there for about 10 seconds. So me and Sarah quickly have the, well, fuck, do we do this now and get it out of the way type thing? So in 10 seconds, we decide, yes, we'll have the conversation. George comes back in. So we sort of say, all right, sit down. We've got to have a serious kind of talk with you. And George, Georgia looks at me thinking, what the hell's happened in 10 seconds I've been out of this room? Did somebody run in? Was there a line in here or something that I missed? And she ran back out via the patio doors. <laughs> so she sits down and we tell her the truth about the tooth fairy. Now, to be fair to my girl, who is absolute fucking capital G hashtag grifter, she said, oh, wow, can I still have the money, though? So I said, well, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah. That's not how it works, George. Okay, once you find out, there's there's no money. Um, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> what? what do you mean there's no money? Nah, there's no money now. That's it. <gasps> Dude, I'm harsh. fucking telling you, my daughter is richer than all of us. She doesn't need any more money. <laughs> I'm going to be going to her for a... F- She's the only child in the entire family. I'm going to go to her for a loan when I'm older, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so then I said, so do you know about the Easter Bunny then? And she said, well, I kind of understood that the Easter Bunny was made up. She said, because it was funny that every time we'd go to Nana and Frampy's or Granddad Pete's or whatever they would just give me Easter eggs. She said, so I knew that the Easter Bunny wasn't really a thing. Oh, God. I feel like I've got an idea where this is going. Yeah. Oh, so then, George is watching TV. About 30 seconds has gone past. George is watching TV. I'm sat on my couch, 
facing my TV opposite Sarah. And I'm kind of trying to signal to her surreptitiously. Sarah glances over and I mouth, what do we do about Father Christmas? (laughs) So here it is. Yeah, so here we go. So Sarah goes, I don't know. So I just say to her out loud, right, we're doing it then. We're doing it because we're in it now. Like if if we're ever going to do it, this (laughs) is it. We can't do two out of three. We can't do two and then not do the third because now we're in the shit. We've now got to live in the shit and deal with whatever happens in the next 10 minutes. So then I was really surprised. And Sarah said to Georgia, oh, so do you understand about Father Christmas and about Santa? And to my kind of horror, Georgia said, what do you mean? Because I, <laughs> I just assumed that she knew. And mummy said, well, Santa's not real. He's kind of kind of weirdly real in a weird way that you can go and visit all these Santas and all that kind of thing. She said, but the idea that he comes down the chimney every year and leaves you presents is not true. It's me and Daddy and Nana and Frampy and Auntie Lauren and Auntie, you know, everybody. It's all them that buy you presents. So Georgia then starts to cry. So I was surprised about that as well because she had no idea. So we then explain to her, and I this is and this is something I actually kind of realised as I was explaining it. I said, George, if you think about it, the truth is actually a lot nicer. That all these people who love you so much buy you all of these presents just because they love you and they want you to have a nice time. I yeah. said it's not just some random fat dude breaking into the house and dropping off a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I said Definitely. the actual truth is nicer that we want to see you happy and get all these presents. So before I ask you the next question, our reasoning was was that she's she's going to be 10 in a couple of months. And we know that she's got friends who've school who've got older brothers and sisters who are at high school. So we assume that some of her friends already know. Because they just have to, because all the brothers and sisters are just dickheads, aren't they? And they'll just tell people, they'll just tell the younger brothers or sisters to be spiteful. Not all of them. Yeah, definitely. But I some feel of like them, that to me. Yeah, <laughs> some of them just will, just to be a dickhead. I want this piece of beef. Well, fucking Santa's not real. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. What? And all that'll just happen. And we didn't want Georgia to be that kid at school that everybody, would, that all of her friends would say, oh God, can you believe that she still thinks, you know, and we just, me and Sarah, we just kind of got to this idea that we thought that 10 was kind of like a cutoff point that we were like, okay, if you doesn't know by 10, yeah, we're kind of just going to have to do it. And after the initial set of tears, she was fine. And again, capital G, hashtag grifter, she was more <laughs> concerned that she thought because there was no Santa, she'd get no more presents. <laughs> so again, we had to explain, no, Georgia, that's not the point. The point is it's just something you know, that was kind of marketed and done to make Christmas more fun for people. And I said, but no, there's there's no Santa. It's me and mummy and, you know, everybody else, like I said. So my question to, my different question to both of you is, Adam, what's happened with your kids, especially Sophie okay. and Daniel, because they're older, and then what would happen with Daisy? And then Benny, how long would you leave it? Would you do what we did? with mm. Freya or would you say okay at this point if she doesn't know we have to tell her because we can't not so yeah Adam what would feel... you oh sorry actually yeah go on Ben you go first mate I was gonna say I feel like your situation could have been easily avoided if you just like went so tight and just slipped a 50p under uh, George's pillow like the day after yeah. you could have you could have avoided the tears in this whole situation or um, you could have just said oh your teeth fell out after midnight so technically it fell out today that means exactly, the tooth yeah, fairy will come say tonight <laughs> The two fairy needs like twelve hours notice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she, she's she already out tonight. doing her job. She's got her list of kids to visit. She can't just magically add you to that list. Exactly. She's got to wait. It's like it's like walking <laughs> in a restaurant. You know, trying to demand a table when you're in a full restaurant is just rude. You, you know. Exactly. You, you can't you can't be like that. That um, speaks a man of experience with that. Exactly. You know, yeah. I've worked in many a restaurant, and the thing I hated the most were the walk-ins. It's like, oh, have you got a table for you? Look around you. Cock? No, there is no table for you. <laughs> have a beer and then leave. Right. Um, Father Christmas. I believe I must have found out about Father Christmas around similar to the same age, because my memory, my memory serves that 
um, you two probably know this for sure. The uh, the original PlayStation that came out in ninety seven. Am I am I right in saying that? Yeah, about that. So I I definitely remember that I wanted a PlayStation for Christmas. That had been when I was around nine ten. Um, and I remember specifically sneaking into my mum and dad's room and looking for it and finding it. So I at least knew by then there was no such thing. So I assume I must have found out the year before, so eight or nine. So I, I think that's the that's the sweet spot. But, you know, in Freya's case, I mean, the, the silly thing is that Blossom and I are currently in the process of planning for Christmas already. We, yesterday we bought a lot of Christmas shit. It's, nice. it's full go in this house. Um yeah, I think it will come to a natural point where it was just, yeah, Freya, this is this is it. He's not real. It's us. We were the Santa were the friends we made along the way. That was kind of my <laughs> that was kind of my thinking. My thinking was yeah. was that this tooth has given us this opportunity to just do it mm. now while we're here, and then we'll just take it now and it kind of it, it kind of led to just a natural way of, I guess, softening the blow. Like, this isn't real, this isn't real, also this isn't real. Rather than just coming out of the blue with it one day, akin to, you know, some kind of de- devastating news or something. So, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, how, old, how old is Georgia again? She's nine. She'll be ten in two months. Nine. I, I'd say that might be even a little bit too old to still be believing. Oh. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I mean... I'm not saying you should just spring it on her. She still believes at that age. That's fine. But, yeah, I can't believe you had to tell her, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was really surprised that she was surprised. I was stunned that she yeah. was surprised. Like, about any of it. Because, <laughs> I mean, they, with my two older kids, uh, I waited until about, like, two years ago, and I just went, oh, you guys know Santa's not real, right? And they went, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally right. Just leave it to like TV and films. They've watched Jingle All the Way enough to know about the real <laughs> commercialization <laughs> of Christmas and, and what that means. Like, I thought, what I thought you were I, say they've watched Jingle, Jingle All the Way enough to know that Sinbad is actually Father Christmas. Sinbad is Father Christmas, and if you're <laughs> naughty, he will drop a parcel bomb <laughs> down your chimney. Now, what I, I mean, the big thing about Christmas is I didn't realize. I do it different to most people. Because how I do Christmas is I've always told the kids, parents and family choose the presents and pay for them. Santa makes them and delivers them. So Santa doesn't get you presents for nothing. He decides whether or not he drops them off. That's that arbitrary naughty or Hmm. nice. That's clever. are, are you getting your presents or not? Because to me, I, I've always gone, well, they need to know that it's actually us, like the friends and family, who are expressing our love and actually going for it and putting the expense of, exactly. this is this is how much we're buying. And that's worked really well, because then when the kids have asked for something, I've not got to go, oh, well, yeah, Father Christmas might not be able <laughs> to make that. It's too expensive. I'll just go, no, I can't afford that. I can't pay Santa's rates. That's way too expensive. <laughs> He's premium. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Got, you know, got, that order's got to go all the way to the North Pole. It's not like some <laughs> depot full of like half-starved workers who are working like a twelve-hour shift without a pee break. Do you know or how maybe hard it is. it is to get to the North Pole? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, with with my kids, it's been completely fine. Like I've I've not had to tell them anything. They've always understood there is that kind of disconnect between. Santa being this all kind of magical person and actually portraying him more as like a magical Amazon guy, but <laughs> that but also tying it into like the films and stuff that they see yeah. that they they might see the Santa Claus movie with Dudley Moore and go, oh my god, they're making presents. I didn't know that. I thought they were all made in China. <laughs> you know, but still saying, well, yeah, he makes them for us. We just pay for them. Yeah, uh, and and that just explains also because obviously we my kids have been in divided households over Christmas. How sometimes there'll be presents for them at one house, and then there'll be presents for them at another house. Is that well, Santa knows that you're coming to both houses, yeah. and he wants to make sure you have a great time. Plus, they're the presents I paid Santa for. 
So it only makes sense. They're at my house. <laughs> so it, it's helped that way. But that that has gotten me some strange looks in the past. Like, oh my God, why are you doing Christmas in such a weird way? And I just look at them back and go, no, you're doing it in the weird way. You're, you're putting all this responsibility on a fictional person. And then, like in this situation, leaving yourselves in the loop because your kid might think they're not getting any presents now because Santa's <laughs> not real. Yeah. If I you just, well, yeah. I, I thought as well, it's like, I don't know if it's the same with you two when, when your kids were younger, but like when they get the presents, they more often than not have tags on as to who the present is from. Yes. And yeah. I mean, I don't mean to disparage your daughter, Daniel, but I've always find I've always found that George is like quite a switched-on kid. I thought she would have figured out from that. This is what, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Come directly from Santa. Yeah, this is why I was so 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 most of Santa's expenses are in getting different wrapping papers, like a whole wide variety of wrapping papers for one child, (laughs) and also changing the handwriting. So you've got to have like loads of people studying the handwriting of like great Auntie Doris and making sure it's it's exactly the same. Like you know how long it takes to sellotape pound coins to a card and write that in her (laughs) handwriting. (laughs) I know. This is why I was so surprised when she got upset. I almost wanted to say, hang on, are you joking or you don't really believe it still, do you? Because mm. like you said, she's yeah, but- so smart about everything else. She's so clued in about stuff, and we don't keep anything from her. She knows about everything in the world. We were talking to her tonight, because Sarah had the news on, and they were talking about the thing in Texas, where Texas has basically banned abortions after six That's weeks. Right. Oh, my God. And now, the, and now yeah. the State Department, or the Department of Justice, is suing the state of Texas. And Georgia said, what, yeah. what's happening? So like, all right, well, this is kind of what's happening. So she's so clued in. Yeah, when yeah. when we told her this, she kind of and again the tears weren't. It wasn't floods of tears like you know. I was going to say like shout out to our boy who we reference every week, Sven. But it wasn't like that when I told her that Sven died. It wasn't like floods yeah. of tears. Yeah. But she just kind of got a bit upset. And but then maybe it was because she thought she'd get no presents. Maybe that's what it was, and she was more. Maybe possibly, I, I think yeah. what that was that was the 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 last vestiges of innocence crumbling yeah. down from around her eyes, the rose tinted <laughs> spectacle shattering. Yeah. And and cutting her eyeballs on the way down, <laughs> and and shedding that vision and realizing shit, life as an adult's wank, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's all I've terrible. got to look forward to. Yeah. When when we finish recording this podcast and you take Georgia up to bed, just look into her eyes and you'll see there's nothing behind them anymore. <laughs> just a just yeah. a blank soulless stare. Innocence yeah. has been taken away, <laughs> like the rest of us. I was going to say then, yeah. So she's definitely my daughter then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're just like me now. Cool. Okay. That's yeah. fine. I was more su- I was more surprised though. Like again, knowing Georgia the way I do, that as soon as you mentioned about like the commercial commercialization of Christmas and everything, that she was um she would be asking questions straight away. I was like, Oh, what does that mean? Like how does that this come about? Yeah. Why, no, why is she he some yeah. sort of like Danish saint or whatever whatever the origin of yeah. Father Christmas is and that? What's this about Coca Cola now? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holidays are coming green? What? what? She has this weird thing where we'll talk about something and she'll totally like stonewall me on it and go, oh, okay, cool. And then a month later she'll say, okay, do you remember that thing we were talking about? I've been thinking about it and... And then she'll raft off sort of 10, 15 questions. So I guess, I'm guessing that's what's going to happen, but... No, this this is a good opportunity, though, for you to go into like all the, the, the reasons why we celebrate Christmas the way we do. Like, why do we have Christmas trees? Why are we one of the only countries in the world that have Christmas crackers? Yeah. Like no, no other like country around the world when they're celebrating Christmas has shitty paper hats on their heads. <laughs> we do because we're a glorious nation. <laughs> oh yeah, glorious nation of hat wearers. Yeah, exactly. Shitty hats, especially. <laughs> oh yes. Do you know what? Thinking back, I remember I found out when I was six because me and my entire family. So if there's probably about fourteen of us. I mean, like aunties and uncles. Went to Pontins for a Christmas holiday. Shout out Pontins. What a fucking great place that is. I mean, yeah, if you can't go to a gambling um, establishment on a park, is it even really a park? (laughs) I mean, whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) And obviously my parents had nowhere to hide the presents because we were there for Christmas Day. So my parents basically stuck my presents in a cupboard. I went into that cupboard looking for my trainers or something. And I thought, that's weird. There's loads of presents in there. Why are there loads of presents in there? So then went to my mum and said, why are there loads of presents in the cupboard? 
And she just went, oh, yeah, Santa's asking us to hold those for your cousin. And I just kind of went, that's weird. Okay, 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 though, next morning, all of those presents. And I went, oh. <laughs> so I, I actually realized on Christmas morning as I was opening my presents, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I had something similar because, like you, I lived in, like, a, an old worker's terraced house and grew up there. And... Those houses weren't big on storage. It's literally like two <laughs> up, two down. Yeah. Uh, so, like, when my mum has, like, bags of Christmas presents everywhere, and I can see her wrapping them, because she's not going to, like, hide in a bathroom and wrap presents. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide in those people. houses, is there? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, just came to the realisation. Like, she did, she tried her very best. Like, she even splashed out on one of those divan beds with, like, the drawer storage and crammed them all in there. (laughs) (laughs) I found them. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I I don't think my mum and dad, like, did a very good job of hiding the presents, because I remember just, like, seeing them in clear plastic bags on top of their wardrobe, and I was like, oh, there they are. (laughs) Clear like, come earlier. Or a middle class bin bag. It has to be clear, Tarquin. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbours need to see that we get all of our food from Waitrose. <laughs> Waitrose didn't exist back then, Adam. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not Tory boy, am I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Waitrose. We got our quick That's where I was. I'm surprised oh, Benny ever found oh, his uh, knew what presents he was getting because his present his parents probably did it in the present wrapping room or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> got one of the servants to do it. Oh no, they they had it all done at the store. That's yeah. what they have at Harrods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy, look at my lovely wooden horse. Oh, we're just kidding. There's a real horse outside, boy. Yay! <laughs> here are the Yay, keys. Yay! Free glue. <laughs> yeah, here are the keys to your lovely horse. <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, that was um told you that was hashtag content. That was twenty twenty minutes. Oh my god. Twenty two minutes of hashtag content. Poor child. I mean, to be fair, I can't believe she still believed in the tea fairy after this song. I know. I'm s i am just couldn't She's so clever and like I said, she she knew she got the Easter she understood the Easter bunny thing and I didn't put she just didn't put two and two that's why I think she's gonna be a genius when she's older, because she's got zero common sense. She just she she's in that phase of doing things and I'm just like looking at her thinking, What are you doing? Why are you doing that that way? (laughs) And she goes, Oh, I don't know, I don't really think about that. I'm like, No, you didn't. But then she's asking me Oh, Daddy, can you give me a, a divide where it's like 11,000 divided by, tw- like, you know, 11,428 divided by 17? And I'm like, uh, okay. And then she'll do it in 10 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, other things, I just stare at her like, how do you not fall over more? You're so stupid. <laughs> and I guess it's, it's good, though, in a way, because you're going to be able to, like, negotiate Christmases and birthdays a bit better. Like, oh, at hell the yeah. moment, like, my, my kids. Uh, like my eldest kid, Sophie, she's uh, after a an iPad with an iPen so she can do drawing. And she wants it as a, like a proper drawing tablet because she, she does a lot of drawing. She's quite good at it. And she's come to us and basically said, look, I know it's expensive. So can we work something out with your budgets? <laughs> and we're like, okay, well, I budget this much for your birthday and this Christmas. Your mum does this and this. Uh, we can probably draw in some money from, like, grandparents and things like that. And I think we can work something out. And she's like, yeah, I don't want anything for my birthday then. Just save it all for Christmas. And my lad's doing like the a same. Day at work for me. Yeah, <laughs> but my lad's the same. He's uh, he's just started school. Obviously, it's a big topic we can talk about in a minute. But he's just started school, and it's unfortunately I'm letting a side down. It is a bit of a upper middle class Tory boy school because they've got a swimming pool and they do scuba diving lessons oh, wow. in it. Fucking <laughs> so what? Say anything to me again? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh my so god! Does that he, take place he, after double croquet on a Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, scuba diving lessons. <laughs> well, this is it. This is like, oh my god, that is such an unusual thing. We want you to do it, but it is expensive. It's like 75 quid just for the basic stuff, and then he's got to get like all the equipment and then pay for every lesson. Jeez. And we said, mate, we can't pay for that like just out of our pockets, but it is Christmas coming up, and he's like, oh yeah, that'll be good then. So that can be our Christmas present to him is... He, he gets like the whole thing to get his scuba diving certificate, so he can then progress onto other things. So yeah, mental. 
This school does scuba diving. They have their own planetarium. They have a separate <laughs> building that's a planetarium with an observatory on it. You know, I, I week. Like take, I'd like to take this point to tell you both that the high school I went to was made of card. The walls were made out of cardboard, like extra strong cardboard. <laughs> so you could never ever call me fucking middle class ever right, again. Yeah, I bet fifty percent of my school classrooms were those like horrible mobile classrooms where they were. It was like a little building on stilts, and you had a little ramp to go up, and yeah. you basically went into what were two. The classrooms was two of them joined next to each other, and they were just cardboard boxes basically, that you went in. Because the school just could not afford to build another brick building yeah. to, to actually fit us all in. But my, yeah. Um, my primary school had a couple of outbuildings like that, and there was always the rumours going around that um, all the kids that had those rooms as their primary classrooms had nits. That's where the nits lived. <laughs> <laughs> they were called the huts. Blossom's laughing. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah ours was. The huts had nits in them. Yeah, ours was, there was this little, like, brick building with, like, three classrooms in, right at the end of the school, and it was completely separate from all of the other buildings, uh, and it used to be called a spooner block, because, like, all, all the kids in there, they were the special classes that um. got pushed out, and they weren't, obviously, <laughs> we, that was one of my form rooms for a while, was it, block, <laughs> so I hope not, but yeah, it, it's weird that, like, every school has these weird rumours, like, oh, if you go there... You're, you're. <laughs> I'm not going to use a word. But <laughs> you're not okay in the brain. Yeah, you're one of those words we can't say anymore because it's yeah. actually bad. <laughs> yeah, Georgia had those. At, Georgia got those at her primary school, which was the same primary school I went to, and we had the same. We called those outbuildings the sweaty boxes because <laughs> they always stunk. Why yes. like, of these? Why of these rooms oh always smell God. so much? Luckily, I never went in there. I never had to have any lessons in there or anything. I was always lucky. I got to stay in the main building. But, oh, uh, yeah, God. they were called the sweaty boxes. So yeah, Well, so that's just schools anyway, isn't it? Just sweaty, load of pubescent kids yeah. being forced to like do rugby in the rain and then come in and not have time to shower and have to run around the rest of the building. Heady Ugh. days. I mean, yeah, like a frothy head. <laughs> Heady like a beer with a big head on. Yeah. It was just frothy, horrible sweatiness. See, the other week when you said that uh, that Daniel's school was actually quite nice, I, I was very undersold by that, Adam. You didn't quite make it oh, sound no. as nice yeah. as it is. Mm. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, it's quite nice. Mm. So I'm putting on my, uh, my uh, Waitrose shopper voice on. <laughs> it's quite nice. Like we said before, though, fucking good for him for getting into that school. I know we're going to laugh. Exactly. You know, we, like, we laugh and joke about it, but we always make the point. And people always say, oh, my God. You want your kids to have a better time than you did? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I fucking, exactly. I fucking hated my childhood. It was shit. I can also believe that Adam at various points fucking hated his as well. Oh, yeah. Freezing your fucking balls off in winter. What's for breakfast? You've got like <laughs> this bowl of fucking ready-made ready break. Great. Thanks <laughs> oh, a lot. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, like, Weetabix made with hot water from the kettle. Mm. Yes, fucking hell. Like, just <laughs> awful stuff. So fucking good on Daniel. Well done, man. I'm fu- I hope he fucking excels at scuba diving. I hope he becomes a scuba diving expert. That'd be fucking awesome. He it can give us be. all three lessons then. That'd be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's amazing, scuba diving lessons in their own pool. I, I didn't oh, even I know. know that was a thing at sort of secondary schools. I assume that, only, that stuff only started to kind of happen when you got to college or uni. Well, that's it. That's why I was like, what? the hell? Like, I, they sent out a leaflet of all, like, the after-school activities, and it was like, okay, it's badminton, yeah, netball, uh, trampoline club, yeah, I, I was, I did trampoline in at secondary school, that's fine. Uh, and then it was, it was like, karate? Hang on. They do, they do karate? And it was like, scuba diving? <laughs> what? Oh, it's I can't believe it. And that's just the sports. God knows what else they do. It was always a sign of a good school where we were. We were if they did a language other than thre- other than French in the uh, foreign languages things. Like, oh, the school does Spanish. They must be a good school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although one of the kids at my school, I remember, he did Russian. Like he got special dispensation to learn Russian. Wow. But he was like already like trilingual. So he's like, I already know French. I already know German <laughs> and obviously English. What else can you teach me? And one was like, I know a bit Russian. It's like, right, okay, we'll do that then for my GCSE. That's a good idea, though. Spy for the KGB. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> he's a uh, he's a criminally underfed Russian man of like forty five years old who's like snuck into this school <laughs> to try and spy on people in the I UK. I don't know. He was the only kid in school who wore a blazer, so I, oh, okay. I think he was he was that level of like, okay, you're you're excelling. You're excellent briefcase boy. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea though. If you're if you're already really good at something, why let the school waste its time teaching you it? Because he knows he's gonna waste those already. I may as well do something else. I think that's a good exactly. idea. That's a good yeah, idea. Definitely. Damn. So when does um, when does Daniel's skiing club start then? Is that on the list or, <laughs> right. or equestrian? T- I, no, no, they they do, do skiing holidays. Like where well, they we all may do that go now, away don't to they? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way he's going skiing. Dude, he broke his leg riding a bike. He ain't going skiing. I'm not going to have to go to fucking Switzerland to pick him up and hold his leg straight while uh, (laughs) while some Swiss paramedic like gives him morphine. He's getting airlifted off a fucking mountain in Switzerland. Yeah. (laughs) Adam, Daniel's had an accident. You're just like, yeah, I bet he has. Of yeah, course well, bring, bring the helicopter here. <laughs> we could take yeah, it to we, my hospital. Yeah, we put a helipad in the back garden of my own house now because it just happens exactly. so often. It's just easier to get him here now. To be honest, they've probably got a helipad at the school. So <laughs> just drop him off there. I'll pick him up at half three. <laughs> I love this thing now that basically Daniel's going to fucking Hogwarts now. That's what's yeah. happened. That's it. <laughs> fucking scuba diving club. That's amazing. I love it though. George is... Um, We've actually got a. We've booked in for an appointment next Thursday to go to the local high school to have a look oh, around. Oh, like and an induction was, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, she's in year five, so she's not. She's not going up next year. She's going up the year after. But yeah. I think there. There's a lot of there's a lot of high schools in this area that within kind of a couple of miles of each other. And over the past few years, the one that's closest to us, it's literally five minutes away from our house, has kind of fallen down the league tables a little bit and the ones that when i was a kid that used to be really rough and really bad that you didn't want to go to have obviously upped their game and are now really good so i think that they're basically trying to get kids in there and parents in there asap to say hey look how good our school is it's pretty nice you should come here so i mean that is going to be really interesting because that was the high school that i was abusively playing truant from for like the last two and a half years of my the last two and a half years of my schooling, which I didn't even go in year I think I went once in year five. I didn't go in year four at all. So it's yeah. gonna be very interesting for me going back to that school and looking around. Because I, I barely remember it now <laughs> as it is, but and if they remember my name, god damn it, I hope there's nobody there that remembers me, Jesus. Because that'd be terrible. There was a um <laughs> I went to college. Uh, there's there was a college across from our high school. And I didn't obviously I didn't leave school with any qualifications, no GCSEs, no nothing. I just didn't I didn't even bother to go and sit them. And I found out uh, that I kind of thought one day in the summer holidays of that year, I was thinking I fucked it there. I should actually I need to go and get some qualifications of some kind, even if it's just GCSEs. I need to go and do something. So I went to the local college, which was across the road from the high school, and basically said, "Yeah, I made all these mistakes, played truant, messed it all up." you know kind of do GCSEs here and they said yeah yeah you can it's totally fine we have this course available for people who like yourself have made mistakes or even people who've failed their GCSEs and want to retake certain ones you can do it here so we did it and um, got my GCSEs that year the year after I went back to the college to do my A-levels and obviously there was a like there was a the year that was at high school the year before came up so I was in the class with sort of teenagers who were two years younger than me and they were reading out our names in i want to say it was english or sociology english or sociology and someone said oh like danny masters are you here it was first day i was like oh yeah here i am and this girl i can't remember her name i think her name was melanie or something but she said you're danny masters and i said yes and i didn't know this girl at all she said did you go to harford high school and i said well kind of and she went oh my god she said teachers talk about you at school as an example of don't do what he did <laughs> basically like because i wasn't i wasn't the bright there was a couple of lessons i was really good at i was really good at history and i was really good at creative writing but i never because i just i just booked off school basically and they said that you don't want these teachers said to these kids you don't want to be late like this lad who used to come here called daniel <laughs> masters who basically fucked his education i was like no way fuck That's it i could nice. not believe it i couldn't believe it Used and as again, an example. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I'd, I'd be when, the same. When you go I'd... there with when you go there with Georgia in a little bit, there's just gonna be a big poster of you on the wall. <laughs> One thing. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the door and it'll just be like your silhouette with like a big red line going through it. No, it's gonna, circle. <laughs> it's gonna be, be like, like the the, um, the old um, Obama hope poster, but it's just gonna say no. <laughs> just say nope. He'll say nope. Yeah. Nope. Not hope. He'll say nope. <laughs> Fuck. We need to get into that. We'll we'll get into that one day. That's a proper deep dive on my psychoses and history as to why I ended up not going to school. But yeah, that was fucking nuts. So then, Adam. So yeah, how was um how has Daniel's school been the, like these first few days? Yeah, yeah. He seems to have kind of starting to settle. I think he's just knackered. He had a bit of a rough uh, afternoon this afternoon. Just a bit of tears. I think he just had enough of the day. And he was absolutely knackered, and he was just like, I just want to go to bed. I don't want to have to do this homework right now. And bless him, he's like trying to keep ahead of his homework. Like, do, as soon as he gets it, do it the same day rather than waiting like, until the day before, like On I the used bus. to. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he's doing well at it. It took him out for an ice cream. Uh, what day were we? Yeah, been yesterday, actually. He's telling me about all his new friends, including some kid called Blaze. Like I know we talked about like a, quite a few episodes ago about weird names for kids. Oh. Blaze. He sounds like a Pokemon character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the gym leaders that you have to He is one of the gym. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's like, oh good, he's making friends, he, he you know, he's getting used to the school. Uh he had a bit of a stressful first day because his mum had asked his older sister to make sure he knows where to go. And, like, where to go at the end of the day to get out of the school and to get home. Because he's never, like, walked home from there. He's never walked to the bus. And she just fucked off. She, like, at the end of the day, she just went. And, I knew you were going to say. Like, to be fair, everybody listening knew you were going to say, yeah, she just fucked yeah. off. Because everyone's yeah, like, yeah, did. that's what my older brother or sister did to me. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Of course exactly. <laughs> we, learned, we learned from the Mother's Day card scenario that that's just, uh, that's in their personality. Yes, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, bless him. So, uh, yeah, after that, he's, he's a lot more confident and obviously looking forward to uh Stingray-type scenario uh, in the near future after he's got a scuba diving license <laughs> and he can go in the uh, sea, meet like a magical mermaid. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. Well, apparently they, the have mer- they, have mermaids- Stingray? they have mermaids at his school, don't they, apparently? That's on the curriculum. It's mermaid studies. <laughs> and they that, go is and one of, that is one of the after-school classes. Yeah, is yeah. Uh, creating a potion to turn you into a mermaid, <laughs> H2O style, where if you get like a, a can of pop that you've accidentally shaken too much and a bit of it touches you when it fizzes out, you've got to go, oh no, and like run to the nearest like body of water so you can get in there. Where you get found out. I watched H2O too much as a kid. I was going to say, yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Yeah, it's one I think, episode. I think, the, um, I think the final exam of mermaid studies would be just a picture of a, a mermaid, the classic way round, and then the, the fish head women's body way round, and just, it just says choose, and you have to decide which one you prefer. <laughs> what What about the, the like complete split down the middle? Oh, we, left and right. That? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, two faced mermaid. Or like well, what if the, it's like uh, sections? It's like top ten exactly, percent. Then the say. next ten, like yeah, the next ten percent is woman. Next ten percent fish. Next ten percent woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. God, we've really like cracked up on the mermaid. <laughs> we bust this thing wide open. <laughs> it's been busted wide open. <laughs> oh, I mean, would, I'm sure. Like, I was going to say, when you come to mermaids, would you ever get like a Siamese twin? Uh, that that's completely wrong phrase a conjoined twin type mermaid where you've got like the head of a woman the head of a fish and it's got like one leg and a bit of a stumpy tail could that ever happen i don't know i don't know how mermaids are created to be i don't know my mermaid lore is very lacking i don't know how they're created i don't know if they're well, born or these are, are the sort of things that are discussed when you go to university and do mermaid exactly. studies you've got to do that in your dissertation <laughs> Well, no, exactly. we can. Because, well, no, if Daniel does this after school club, he can come on and tell us how they're creating yeah. and stuff when he talks to them. <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, to be fair as well, mermaid studies 101 should be don't trust them. They're devious, aren't yeah. they, mermaids? That's the point. They they're not nice. They're meant to you know, yeah, entice the, the sailors dis- in because they're all beautiful. The Disneyfication of mermaids, yeah. turning yeah. them into like 
mute women who uh, automatically just agree to marry the first man they find <laughs> who finds them on a beach. That that's that's not right. That's not how mermaids work. That's just you're picking up homeless people from the beach. <laughs> mermaids are stone cold killers, and everyone should be aware of this. Exactly. Plus, they don't have lady bits. They've got fish bits. So even if you did get seduced by a mermaid, it's not going to go well. Yeah, it's true. Has there ever been a has there ever been a horror? There must have been a horror film made about mermaids that was actually decent, where. They're actually shown to be what they really were, which well, was obviously, you know, these... I hate to nerd out a bit, but the in one of the Harry Potter films, there's mermaids in the lake, and they're all like horrible fish creatures, like with claws and webbed hands and stuff oh, that really? try and attack people. Ah, uh, and that's okay. actually like, ah, that's a cool way to represent mermaids. But they're freshwater mermaids, so that might be why... They're in a lake. They're not in the ocean. I was going to say, all kept in a tank in someone's in a chippy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Benny. Uh, how was your little girl been this week? I understand she uh, she went for a little swim. Yeah, um, we put her in the um, paddling pool for the second time um, yesterday, which she thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I put the water shallow enough as to when she's laying on her back, it doesn't go in her face. Uh, obviously, for for clear and present dangerous reason. Um and but she's gotten to the point where now she can um, lay flat on it on her back in the water and not be too bothered by it. Blossom doesn't like the water going in her ears, whereas I'm fine with it. But the best part was that she managed to get some good splashes in this week and Blossom was wearing a quite a light coloured top and it got very wet, which was very exciting for me. Jesus, calm down. <laughs> the uh, the other thing that we did um, that you might have saw is that um, yesterday um, Blossom wasn't feeling too well, and we'd booked Freya in for a uh, a nature a nature play day. But essentially, uh, in the village just over from us, there's a, a new thing that's opened up, which is basically um, it's a, a wooden shack, not not too dissimilar from the huts and where you get nits in primary school, where. Um, there's like lots of different zones, not unlike the Crystal Maid, where there's like a there's an area where there's bugs, and there's an area where there's like sand, and there's an area where there's like water, and like an arts and craftsy area. And we took Freya there for the first time for like only it's only really her second like big interaction with um, like lots of other children. Um, she went to like a a gym day um, the week before, like a baby gym and. She was like the youngest one there, and I think Blossom thinks it was she was a little bit too young for that because everyone, all the other kids, were like starting to move around. Where Freya can't really do that yet; she's just starting to master sitting up. That's, that's as good as we're going to get from her. Um, so we went to this place and um, got her enticed with some water running down a tube and sand going down the tube, and um, Freya made her first ever um, painting for Blossom as a way of cheering up and uh, to make her feel better. Oh, nice. And, Blossom, bless her, she nearly teared up at the sight of it. I think that made her really happy. <laughs> to the point where, as well as buying a shitload of Christmas stuff, she's also bought a shitload of arts and craftsy stuff for Freya to play with. You messaged me while I was aware today saying, uh, we need to buy a splash mat for all the arts and crafts we're going to do with Freya. I was going to say, yes, <laughs> do, gonna do say you have like a hardwood floor? <laughs> we do, we do. Yeah, okay. That, that's you wouldn't know this because you didn't make it down here to visit us. No, not yet. I've, I've still got it planned, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't know I was going to get a guilt trip today. Bloody hell. <laughs> I've still got, I've well, still you'd got know that, Adam, if you'd I've fucking got... been here. All right. <laughs> I've still got he just wants that really big shed for him. I know, oh, and yeah. I've got a really big present to exchange for them. There we go. Let alone. So there we go. The, it's the just other... not happened yet. The other big development with Freya... Is that you guys won't be able to hear it because Discord works in a way where you can only really hear when I'm talking directly into the microphone. But uh, I'll leave it in for my actual recording. That we think Freya is properly teething now. Like when she's finished eating, she'll spend a lot of time just like chewing her gums and she wants to suck on anything that she can get hold of. So I think that's coming in and she's getting to the point where now she'll have like a couple of fingers or a thumb in her mouth and she just won't stop like making. Moany noises like meow meow meow. Oh, and what colour are the cheeks looking? It is the cutest looking? thing. It is the cutest thing. But she woke us up at six o'clock this morning doing that. Like um, we I I heard a thud, which is usually her like waking up and kicking the side of her 
uh, next to me crib, and then suddenly, and I, I put the, the light on the little sheep, um, Ewan, that I mentioned like ages ago in the podcast, which is supposed to help her get back to sleep. And then we, me and Blossom are laying there, and then a couple of minutes later, we just hear her going, oh, the, <laughs> the bed is absolutely <laughs> rocking from us cracking up at all these sounds that she's making. So yeah, I, I keep checking awesome. her gums every day, like waiting for something to come through, but. We are getting yeah. heavy on the on the teething ring activity now because I don't think it's going to be very long until something starts breaking through. Yeah, it'll be when the cheeks turn like really rosy red and they're uh, just really arsy all the time, yeah. dribbling loads, <laughs> just pains in the arse, just yeah. like oh my god, how many dribble bids have I changed on you already? <laughs> it's horrendous. But yeah, stock yeah. up on those teething rings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't forget to put them in the fridge as well. Yeah, we've got yes. we've got a stash in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, just Georgia chewed like the shit ones, out of I mean, their they're, they're a bit too they're a bit too big for her mouth at the minute, but we do we do yeah. have some that we do have some that work. Just uh, it's a matter of like uh, getting them organised, really. Yeah, how many months is she now? So she is about four and a half. Um, she was born on the twenty second, so yeah, she's oh, five months might- in a couple of weeks. What you might be able to try on her then, if you get one of those little food nets, well, if you if you just like Google baby food net, okay, it's yes. like a little net on a stick. If yes. you put like some cold cucumber or something okay. in like that, that's what we started doing with Daisy because she started weaning at four months, and it, it really helped with like her teething. And yeah, because yeah, it's really cold and it's just liquid course, and it yeah. all mushes up. Yeah, just make sure to cut the peel off, obviously, so it's just the, the like inner bit of the cucumber. Oh, interesting. I'll, I'll look that up. Thank you very much for yeah, the advice. That's all right. Yeah, that's a great idea. God, teething must be fucking awful. Just, oh, God, yeah. just them pushing through and everything. Yeah, Georgia chewed the hell out of her fingers when she was teething. She wasn't really... Mm. She liked the teething rings and stuff and the little plastic... We had like little plastic discs things you could put in the fridge she could chew on as well. But she would just sit there for hours chewing on her big, just chewing on her index finger, and like you say, yeah. just ang, 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 making all these weird, <laughs> making all these weird <laughs> fucking noises. That is the noise. You have done, you've done a, the noise perfectly. Yeah, it's a very tooth-heavy week this week because Daniel also lost a tooth on oh uh, Wednesday when we were having an ice cream. He was like, "They put something in my ice cream." I'm like, what do you mean? So there's something really hard in my ice cream. And I went, "Well, don't chew it." Take like, let's see what it is in case we need to like take the ice cream back. I was like, it's a tooth. And then he was like, the hell? It's a tooth in your ice cream. And then I was like, oh no, it's mine. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I was like, are you sure that is like a baby tooth? You've not just lost a tooth. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. But he's got a really wobbly tooth on one side, so he's been overcompensating with chewing on the other side. Didn't realize that one was wobbly, and like took a bite of his wafer and was like. Oh my god, <laughs> there's a tooth in my <laughs> mouth. I'm just Damn. like, you should be glad you didn't swallow it, mate, because, jeez. <laughs> were you thinking, uh, tooth fairy. I was say, were, you, were you thinking lawsuit from Mr. Whippy? There's a tooth in my goddamn <laughs> ice cream, sir. I think you'll find I I'm worth owed millions like, of pounds. Five seconds after it came out, I said to him, you know what, we should go back in. <laughs> we should go back in and go, what's this in my fucking ice cream? <laughs> Like even just as a joke, it would have been yeah. great. <laughs> just piss them off a bit. But no, oh we weren't God. that mean, thankfully. <laughs> local local man finds human tooth in ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> papers and everything. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Last little thing I was going to mention I did this week was that I helped my sisters in law move house, and they had a a van from Enterprise, one of the ones that the classic rent a van. Oh, yeah. And they said to me, oh, we haven't got enough room, basically, in this van for all our stuff. If we get another van, would you be okay to drive it if we get you insured and stuff? So I was like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever, I'll help out. I was expecting, right, a regular-sized van. They okay. gave me this fucking 20-foot-long <laughs> that I could have I could have easily fit my car in the back of this van. Oh, my God. So this thing turns up, and I don't know if you, I don't know if either of you guys have how like I know because Benny, you drove vans for a bit, but when the guy gave me the van, he said, "Listen, you need to take corners in this like it's a lorry, so you need to like properly swing out to the other side of the road, and then turn in." <laughs> I'm thinking, 
Oh, God. And I was honestly, like the first five minutes, I was all, it was like I was learning to drive again. I was (laughs) all over the show. Stalled it three or four times. Couldn't get used to it. I was, this thing is massive, but there was so much power in it. So I had to, I felt like I was driving a tank. And of course, like (laughs) around where I live, it's quite, um, it's countryside-ish. So there are a few country lanes around here. And a couple of times I was driving to their new house thinking, I really, really need a car to not come around this corner now in the opposite way because I just don't <laughs> yeah. think I'll be able to stop and I might pancake these people into oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was uh, I was very nervous driving this huge van for the first couple of minutes. But then, of course, so there was an issue where I drove there, drove back without dropping anything off, drove back again the next day, you know, whatever. It was a whole big thing. There was an actual issue, but they're in now and it's all fine. But by the end of it, I was morphing into white van man just steaming past everybody, <laughs> just not giving way. Like, no, you're going to wait for me because I'm in this thing. I don't have to stop. You have to stop for me. I have to stop for you, person in a micro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was proud of that. When I dropped the keys back off, I was thinking, oh, God, I'm morphing into a proper white van man here. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm getting this sense of entitlement. And I was like, I'm sat really high up from everybody. I'm like, yeah, I'm a king up here. Look at all you peasants down there. Like, That's oh a good feeling. God. It is a good it's feeling. Gone. It is a good feeling. It must I, be an I even better feeling for you it. being four foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> and I drive a and I drive a Yaris, which is also very low to the ground. Yes. <laughs> four foot tall. Yeah. It's disgraceful. God. <laughs> I I could not do that. I could not drive a van like that. I just wouldn't have the confidence. <sighs> like I, I rented a car once and it was uh, like Ford Discovery or something. It's one of those big seven seater ones. Oh, yeah. And it just completely threw me because I'm used to like the clutch and where it, like I don't have a handbrake in my car like a traditional lever. It's just a little switch that I flick. Like getting used to driving with a handbrake again is really <laughs> bizarre. And yeah, I don't think I could drive a van. Like how I sit in my car is as far back as possible. I have the seat as far back as possible. Like I'm in an arcade <laughs> driving game. <laughs> And I have my legs stretched out in front of me, so I just put like a little bit of bend in the foot, and that's it. I don't have to like bend on my knees like I'm I'm jogging up and down. And yeah, having like the the steering wheel like near enough right flat underneath you, like you're in a bus. Ah, couldn't do it. Just yes, could not it drive was, like that. Yeah, it was like it was like that. It was like that. And there was no obviously because it's it's a huge van. There's no there's no rear view mirror. So you're relying on your wing mirrors all the time and stuff, and it's kind of it was tough at first to judge where the other side of the road, like the 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 kind of curb was on the other side, because I'm used yeah. to being solo down, I can just see it, but I couldn't see it. So I'm then kind of judging, like, oh, okay, hang on a minute, on this corner, I need to look at this side of the road because that's then going to give me the space on the other side of the road. And yeah, I was all over the place at first. Luckily, I drove it first thing on a Sunday, so it was actually wow, it was nice. actually nice yeah. and quiet, and I could get used to it because I was thinking, oh my god, if this was like I don't know, Monday afternoon rush hour or something. I'm just stalling all over the place like an idiot. I would have felt like a right twat, but luckily it went okay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, Godspeed to you, Benny. Doing that as your uh, doing that for your, for your job as a bit. My COVID yeah. job. Oh yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that job. If if this if my um, old job hadn't come back begging for me to come back, I'd still happily be doing that right now. Anyway. Um Adam, we have a question. Let's go. We do. Is having children the best insurance policy for old age? I'm in my 20s and unsure about whether I want kids, but people tell me that if I choose to remain childless for the rest of my life, regardless of how many friends I make, I will die old, alone, and unwanted. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) I mean, yeah, you will. That's the sad truth, isn't it? You will. I mean, unless... Unless this person dies at 40, then everyone can go to the funeral. <laughs> they'll still be alive. But there, there yeah. is that thing. I remember when my grandma, my, when my granddad died, we all kind of, the whole family then would rally around, we rallied around my grandma. Yeah. And that was kind yeah. of the thing. Like, she had all these kids and stuff. But I, I get it. I wouldn't say it's a good insurance policy because for it to be classed as an insurance policy, you have to get something out of it at the end. And you're not going to get any, anything financial out of it at the end. And there's no guarantee that your kids will step up to the plate and look after you either in your old age. That's you know, it. You, you don't have a guarantee. However, 
that's the gamble, isn't it? An insurance policy is gambling. Yeah, true. Like, that's true. If you want to take the gamble that when you're in your 80s and you've woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning, fallen over and shut yourself, that you can <laughs> ring your child to come and at least pick you up, that that's a good gamble. You're not going to ring one of your other 80-year-old friends to come around and pick you up, are you? <laughs> if any of them are alive. <laughs> I'm going to say, just ends up with seven old people in a room all falling over by pip shitting themselves because <laughs> yeah. we're all trying to pick each other up. <laughs> None of them can manage it. Not oh, to, not... three, the shittening. <laughs> <laughs> not to sound like um, too morbid as well, but there's no guarantee that your children are going to outlive you. You know, oh, oh, again, like, like Adam said, it's a, gamble. it's a gamble. Jesus, Benny, fucking hell, man. You, know, you never know, something <laughs> might happen. I thought you were going to say, don't want to be morbid, but you might not make it to 80. Not that <laughs> your kids will die. <laughs> You'll Christ. attend your kids' funerals. <laughs> oh just, I'm just trying to cover for all eventualities. Oh, and that, that, again, that is it. I mean, you might have a child and they might have something severely wrong with them. Uh, and you are their carer for the rest of their lives, and then you've got to worry about, well, what happens to them when I die? I feel it's kind of a... I think it's kind of 15%, no, maybe 10%, you end up looking after them more than they look after you in that stage. Yeah. Like, you've got a good 90% chance, I think, that when you get to that age, they will help you and look after you in a certain way. I've said to Georgia, though, like I've said, I think I've said a name before, I don't want you looking after me. If I get to the point I'm just too much of a burden, just push me off a bridge or something. I don't want to be a fucking... I don't want to be a problem for you. Yeah, Yeah, but what about when she spends all that time, like, getting you to, like, this really high bridge that doesn't have one of those suicide fences on, and then you're actually like, oh, no, Georgia, I've changed my mind. Please, (laughs) take me back. All I want to do is play Battlefield. I won't make any (laughs) trouble for you. Just (laughs) stick me in the spare room. (laughs) <laughs> no, because because if I've taught my daughter properly, she will ignore all those worries and just push me away. <laughs> she will, she will, she'll. Do you know what she'll say to me? She'll say, "I remember that day you told me about Father Christmas." She'll push, <laughs> out, and she'll push me, and that'll be it. I'll see the cold deadness behind her eyes, and I'll think as I'm falling to my plummeting to my death, I'll be like, "No, I shouldn't have said anything. I should have left her yeah. being a child." <laughs> just got a Jurassic Park quote running through your brain. Clever girl! Is <laughs> you plummet to your death? I plummet to my death. <laughs> so is it now? Yeah, it's it's. I guess do you know what? In all the ways of guaranteeing yourself for the future, yes, having kids is the best way. Yeah. There's no better chance. It's not a guarantee, but there's no better chance than that. But then, yeah, but then there's there's parents who are complete shits, and their kids are just not going to care. Yeah. You've got to you've got to put the, it's like all of us. We have we we have put the work in with our kids. We are gonna exactly. put the work in with our kids so that we know when they get to a certain age they won't be embarrassed above us or they won't hate us or they won't think, Oh god, not you again. They might wanna see us now and again. And I think we'll also be at that point where I'm very, very aware that I don't want to cramp Georgia's style or be that fucking stupid weird dad that everyone's like, Oh god, not your dad. I'll just like <laughs> You know, like, still there, princess, have a good day, and that'll be it. I I do it now when we we drop her off at school, and she's like, oh, can I go in without you? I'm like, yeah, of course you can. And I'm not going to make her feel bad or anything, like, oh, I can't believe you're going to be without your dad, even as a joke, because sometimes those things can kind of stick. I'm just like, yeah, of course you can, princess, off you go, have fun. And she's like, yeah, love you, bye, I'm like, love you, princess, see you later, and that's it. And that's that's kind of all you got to do. And But yeah, you have to put the work in early doors to guarantee that you at least have that chance with your kids when when they're older and you're older. Exactly. You gotta you gotta invest while while you can. Because as soon as they can form their own opinions and realise they don't need you, that's <laughs> when you're stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah surplus I, requirements. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I agree with you. It it is a good way to uh, ensure that you've got people in your life, even if it's just for companionship and for yeah. being able to talk to and share memories. And even if you don't see them that often, knowing that they're there can be as as good as anything. But then I know childless couples who are like so happy that they don't have kids and mm-hmm. they never want kids, and that th- they're really looking forward to spending the rest of their life without them. 
I don't, I don't know how they would feel about that type of situation. If they're listening, maybe they can let me know by text because that that would be a uh, an interesting thing to think about. I've I've never kind of thought about it from that point of view before. That if you really don't want them, I have you thought about that aspect and are you okay with it? I assume they are because they're not having kids. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good point. I don't know if anybody. You would never say to your friends, though, would you? If they—that's one of those things that's kind of implied but never spoken about—that you would never say to your friends if they don't have kids. Yeah, but have you ever thought oh. about when one of you dies? Like what? You <laughs> well, I just did. I just did over the podcast. No, you you wouldn't yeah. go. Oh, you don't want a child. Oh, so you want to die alone then? Because <laughs> that—that isn't it. It's like, oh, you don't want a ca- child. Well, I have kids, and I can completely sympathise with that. So, yeah, lucky you, with all your money and spare time and energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's benefits to to both sides of it. Because if you think, like, if you don't have kids, you've got the potential to earn more money because you can focus on a different type of job. Uh, that potentially earns more. You don't have the outlay financially for cha- children. You could potentially put that money to work for you, and then when you are in your eighties, you're running some swanky like care home where you've got like young, nubile people looking after you, and like during the break times, you're off in the local swimming pool doing scuba lessons in your eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Not speaking about anybody in particular, obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go, then. Good advice, as always, everybody. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Adam, Benny, anything else from you boys? Nothing from me other than have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next week. I would just like to say that the, um, the NFL season starts tonight and the Super Bowl-winning Bucks are going to defend their championship by beating the Cowboys tonight. Let's go! <laughs> uh, yes, Benny, as a Cowboys fan, I completely agree with you, my friend. It's going to be a massacre. <laughs> Let's go. There we, there we go. Yeah. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Too late. Bye.